welcome to the Sun Spice Wisdom Show. I gotta go turn that off. Oh the no! The ice maker just turned on. Hold, hold the crowd. Sorry, <laughs> I literally just said I was like, don't talk about like the sound quality. It makes you seem like you're insecure. And then our ice machine went on, which means, well, you're gonna hear that sound in the background. See, now we just shut it off. Now we're good. We're good. Cool. Okay, so that was legitimate. That wasn't me being insecure and talking about technical things. No, I know. I know. That's <clears throat> that's why I find it funny. Welcome back. We're here to talk about being exhausted. Not Okay, so that sounds like people should turn it off. More so, I think that it's it's pertinent to speak to why we've had fewer episodes. Mhm. Mm and it's because we've, it's a word I hate to say. Been so busy. We've been so busy. So busy. When people say that, I generally, my gut reaction, someone's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've been so busy. It, it, my gut reaction is that they, <laughs> like they're probably just, they don't want well, no, to talk to me. Well, no, it's when like the, it's, it's when specifically like the L.A., chick or guys like yeah dude i'm just so busy right now i've got so much going on you're just like you don't have kids you don't have a wife you don't like your job you know what i mean like you can ring and then all of a sudden you're like busy the, con <laughs> the concept that the person who's the smartest in the room is the quietest i think is also true mm -hmm. about like busyness the person who's telling you how much they have to do isn't actually that busy. Because if you're really busy, you don't have time to sit and tell someone that you're busy. You're yeah. doing things and therefore forgetting. And that's why we're telling you that we've been really busy. No, that's why we're telling <laughs> you that we haven't been good at keeping up with this podcast and other content that we intended to make this week. Yeah. Well, and I did have some people. It's interesting. I was talking to a few of my friends and I said, would you like to be on the podcast? Because I think some of them have some really interesting insight to give. And two of them said, like, ah, they said yes. And then they called me back and they were like, no, not yet. I'm not ready. And they were just too nervous. So well, then, for the kinda... record, I'm always nervous to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the, but then once you get on, it's totally fine. Well, I think that's the case with anybody. Yeah. But also, I, at heart, and I know you know this about me, I'm somewhat of a performer at heart. Yeah. But getting me onto a stage is like. To actually do it. Oh, it scares the bejesus out of me. And then once mm -hmm. I'm up there. Yeah, you just own it. In fact, even though this wasn't the topic, the first time you saw me. You were on stage. Interesting. Actually, the first time I heard you, I was on stage and you were in the audience yelling at me. Did you know that? So you had heard me say that and then also seen me on a recording of pitching my company on a stage. Yeah, so I... I I think I had seen you. No, I, I hadn't seen your video yet. Okay. I was, this is when I had my own tech com company and I was pitching my product in, in Los Angeles at some conference. I don't remember what it was or something. And yep. you were on the audience, literally like yelling at me. Like, I don't know what you said. Like I, I recall exactly what happened. It I said, vulnerability is sexy. And you said, that's your pitch. Yeah, I did. With like your big masculine voice. And my ears were just like, Ding! who is that? And then you never came and said hi. But you put or it on a shirt. Yeah, I did. 
And I still wear a shirt that says... The power of Ryan. I still wear a shirt that says vulnerability is sexy sometimes when I work out. Yeah. Okay. But then, so to get back to it... Where we started telling our like how we met love story. So we should just finish it. And then we'll talk about how exhausted we are. Um, Okay. So, so I shouted from an audience because men were being jerks to you. Yeah. And independent of that, you saw me pitch at an event. Mm Mm-hmm. A recording on YouTube. Event. My first time actually seeing you was on YouTube. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, there are very few people that can say that. I'm not yeah. some sort of YouTube personality. Yeah. But I, but I think we've said that we met at a party that I threw. Yeah, we first met. Yeah, when we we actually met, like I, I had seen you, knew about you. And I had seen you. And you had I met my, you. my business partner, right? Prior to that, I feel like. No, at oh. the same event earlier in the night. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, because he came up to me because he had seen me on YouTube. Yeah. That's, that's. We were both looking at all of the people that had had this, the same investor that. Gotcha. So we both yeah. had the same investor. Jason Calacanis, if you're watching one day after this blows up, you'll be like, oh man. I shouted him out in the Slack channel this week. I said, thank you for helping me find my husband. Oh, cool. I've direct messaged him on Slack. He didn't respond. He's still mad at me because I... No, he's not. (laughs) He's just busy. Yeah. But we had the same investor, so she was looking people up. And I had, at that time, a well-known in that little niche of people a well-known presentation because it was a massive failure that I somehow didn't let destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything behind me turned off. I got it. We're up in in front of, at that time it was big. It was multiple thousand people. Yeah. And it was the biggest presentation of my life. And the projector didn't work in the background. The app froze that we were presenting. And I, I ended up giving a speech on failure in New York City where I like it, I took the recording of myself and I found the frame where I knew I was thinking like, do I run off the stage right Oh, now? that's funny. Does it look like you want to? When, when, you, when you watch it all like running, you, you can't tell. Yeah, but that moment, you, but, co- but you I, got that moment but yes, where your brain was like calculating. I still, I think I have, I, I should show it to you. I have this presentation somewhere on my computer and I took the frame and I still remember when I gave this presentation in New York City to this big group of founders, the, the whole audience like erupted in laughter. That's hilarious. Because everyone understood exactly what that face was in the context. I never told you that when I was in New York actually presenting at any of you hippies that are like Granola Crunch health food companies know about Greenfest, which was this like big fest like conference that would go through and it would go to like L.A. and. LA, New York, and San Francisco, I think were the two, three, or the three big ones. And um, there I had some like malfunction with my projector, whatever, and they were like fig- figuring it out. And so we were just kind of slowly waiting there. And so I just started singing Alicia Keys. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that song? New York, the New York song. Oh, really? Yeah. I did. And that uh, everyone found that more interesting. They like started pulling their phones out and recording and laughing at me. And it was great. It was funny. I totally bombed one note, which was the best part. Awesome. Yeah. Well, one day you'll sing on here. One day. So even though we keep pushing down the road talking about uh, over, overwork. Uh, well, because it's either today or yesterday was World Mental Health Day. 
So I think that it's pertinent to talk about the thing that impacts our mental health the most. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also want to call out the fact that as a part of overwork, I basically fell asleep yesterday all day that I wasn't working. I was like in bed, slowly dying. Um, and then you came in and you told me that I had to dance. Oh, yeah. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I have to dance so, on camera? Well, okay. So any of you or a lot of you who are um, in my in my seven-week retreat know that we're going to do a five-day dance challenge. And so I posted it in, in our female retreat, but then... I, cause I, I just launched our public, uh, Sunspice tribe group. So if you're not a member, you should probably get on there. You can find it. If you just go to can men join men. Oh yeah. This is for men and women. So we're going to do the challenge on that page too. Explain. So it's five days. You just like throw, throw yourself in front of your camera dancing to so like anything. your favorite song. Like it could be anything. It could be freaking outrageous. It could be. I mean, you could come on with some crunk, you could do ballet, like whatever you want to do. You, you Just can, like what, whatever makes your soul happy, I want to see it. What if my soul is happier not dancing? Happier not dancing. <laughs> you can just sit like a monk like, with like rap music in the background. That actually sounds like wonderful to me. No, what you would actually be doing is be you'd be pretending to fight or like something. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. my dance. My dance. Whatever you're arts. like, yeah, you could do like a warrior dance. Okay. To some Jay-Z. All right. Okay. Just be careful because they might flag you. They're flagging you. It ain't. <laughs> okay. So talking about mental health and overwork this week, I had, uh, I took on an extraordinary amount of work for those. You're sorry. I was just trying to share our video. I was like, what is she on her phone? So for those of you who don't know, I'm a filmmaker. I have a production company. My Lady. MyLady.com. MyLady.com. There we go. If you need a video, just just do it. Just call. Um, Anyway, I took on a lot of work this week. My team is largely based in Romania. We're a team of five right now, and uh, that's great. But for the first time, we had a lot more than probably a team of five should take on in a week, mm-hmm. which meant that I was doing nearly all-nighters trying to... Uh, there was 48 hours where I slept for two and a half or two hours in the rest of the time I was working. Yeah, which means I'm picking up all the slack that he would usually like help with and support with, with the kids and such. So then now I ha- am getting the sort of... So the secondhand wave of exhaustion from your exhaustion. Right. So you're feeling it today. Yeah. Last night I finally slept. But what, what, I, what, I, wanted to, what I wanted to talk about was twofold. You're touching on it, which is the partner portion mm-hmm. of the stress caused by this. Mm-hmm. But, but first off, I wanted to say that yesterday I slept and it was the first good sleep I had in a week. And I immediately woke up this morning and I felt like... I had, you know, taken some elixir that took, that made me 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. That's how much better I felt. Yeah. And I, you could tell. Yeah. No, I, you like are all chipper. You were like making banana pancakes in the morning, singing songs, dancing. Like I literally woke up and the music was blasting from the living room. And I was like, what 
the hell because I, on the other hand, didn't sleep. Our child was up at 3 a.m. whining and crying. So I went in to snuggle him, then kind of fell asleep in his bed. Twin size ridiculousness. And then I ended up getting up early in the morning to go back to my bed. And that's actually been what my, I am, I'm going to whine right now because (laughs) it's, it's national mental health day. And if I hold it in, it's unhealthy for my soul. (laughs) So I, (laughs) for the last week have been doing that where I get up out of bed at 3am. And then, so I, I get like, I don't, I don't make it to REM sleep. It just doesn't happen. And so I become kind of a monster, which that's. You were rather good for me this week though. So thank considering you. my monster, I, yeah. I, I didn't well, feel the monster until today. I had to put my big girl panties on and, <laughs> and realize that you were not going to be in an, like in any way available. And so it was just, you know, I just kind of took that, but that's why today I was like, you were like, what are you feeling for dinner? And I was like, nah, I'm not thinking about it. I don't care about it. And I'm not making it because I was just at that sort of like max place where I was just, I, yeah, I, I needed to be selfish. So I, 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 I want to talk about how these situations where I'm stressed and grumpy and it causes you stress and grumpy, mm-hmm. right? And it is entirely because of sleep. Yeah. And that was my realization this morning was that I woke up and I felt great. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I get that sometimes, right? You know this, neither of us are afraid of work. I love to work. I will work long hours. It doesn't bother me. I yeah. consistently work 12 hour days. I don't care. It's just who I am. Yeah. But there's a, there's a line. And when that line gets crossed enough, makes everything look horrible. Well, and you think about it from the sense of like, uh, particularly like new parents with a baby. Or even, yeah, with a baby, yes. But even still for us with young children. Yeah. Still. Yep. With the three-year-old. Yeah. He has a name. His name is Will. Oh my God. He was such a butt tonight. You should, it was like, I was thinking Mercury is in retrograde and I've never. What does that even mean? It supposedly like messes with the gravitational pull of the earth and it like messes. Okay. Anyways, I don't, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's all real. All I'm right. just saying. So it's in retrograde and it caused. Often to- is a pattern and you can Google it. www.ismercuryinretrograde.com. And by the way, Ashley, um, what's her last name from launch? Whitehurst. Is it Whitehurst? I believe so. Okay. Sorry. We don't know your last name. Um, well, we know it. I just didn't know how to pronounce it. Anyways, she, I was in the elevator one day going up to my class and I was having a really bad day. And she was like, I think Mercury is in retrograde. I think you're going to be okay. And I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yeah, go to www.mercuryinretrograde.com and it will tell you. And I, I, she's like, I swear I live by that. <laughs> and I, so I, fa- I found it and I was like, oh, this is great. I can blame all my problems on something else, which feels good in the moment. Anyway, so Mercury is in retrograde and William is like on a different planet tonight. He was one minute he was screaming because he couldn't believe that you were going to give his Halloween costume (laughs) and his Batman car 
No, something else must be bumming you out. <laughs> Mercury is not in retrograde. That's amazing. I, I just checked it out. It is something else causing our child. Okay, so stress. I can't blame it on. I can't blame it on that. Anyways, it was just insane. And then he would like, I laid down with him, and he was like, "Mommy, I love you." And then Eli like got down to pee, and he started yelling at him while he was being like, "You're horrible!" Like just outrageous stuff and then he would switch to like sweet boy to complete terror within a matter of minutes okay let's get back because all of this has to do with sleep i think it's really important well he's not sleeping well either okay right so if our whole family's not sleeping well right Mm -hmm. you know there when we talk about saying like i'm so busy right yeah i think a part of what that is is a statement that you're unhappy You're either not wanting to talk to someone when you say that, or you're not satisfied with how you're spending your time. Or you just don't like that person. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm busy, whatever. Right. But when people always talk about being busy, I guess some of them are just trying to show off, but definitely some people who are thinking they're busy are are grumpy, unhappy, et cetera. Because I don't think I would have felt as busy this week if I had just worked two hours fewer Mm -hmm. and slept. Yeah. And that was my lesson this morning. That's why I wanted to talk about it, which was so many of my problems, my sicknesses, my physical issues that I might face. Not that I face a lot of them. I'm very blessed. But when I do, it's almost entirely overwork. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, you are better at finding balance, but sometimes you get into... I don't want to call it manic states, but you definitely get like you turn a switch. And you're just work, 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 work. Yeah. But you're much better at managing crashes. Like you don't have the crashes I have. Like I'm sustained high levels of work. And then my body just says, you're done. (laughs) Well, that's, that is definitely the difference between us. Like, and we can tell in the morning, right? Like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, good morning. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my God. Is it time to get up yet? You know, it's like totally different experiences. But so, but when I do get rev, once I am warmed up, I can sustain for a long time. But the process of getting me there takes takes a while. And I, I feel like I move in and out of cycles on almost like a monthly base. And for you, it's it's like daily. Well, we're talking now about emotional. What I'm saying is, uh, I was talking, talking about more, work, work ethic. No, no, I, I was talking about like uh, hours of operation before crashing, right? So yeah, if you that's think what of us, I was thinking of too. Well, but you're talking more about when you say me daily up or down. Uh, that's true of my emotions. No, but, I'm talking about you. Like you go, go, and then you just crash. And you see this every day. Mostly, yeah. Okay. Y- y- it's very rare that you're just like tossing and turning all throughout the oh. night in bed. I toss and turn all night. Yeah, I get to bed. You're like, you you run. You're just like, like let's go, 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 crash. So my point in bringing this up is to discuss balance again. Mm-hmm. And I think all of it will, I think a lot of our conversations will always come back to balance. But what would be your advice to me, given how I do this push, 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 and then I crash, 
If you could tell me one thing and I had to do it, I just had to listen to you. What would it be? Um, I think there's this moment that you get to where you need to take a nap or something and you often will push through it and you'll sacrifice your health or your sanity in order to push through it when if you took just took the nap i actually think you would be way better off there are many times when i have the thought that i want to take a nap and instead i exercise yeah would you suggest that i start taking the nap definitely definitely do you think the core... I don't think in all cases, but I think you reach that point where it'll be like, once you're at like the second day in a row where you've been working too hard in too many hours, that's not the time to like go punch a back. That's a time to try to rejuvenate your cells for a minute a little bit. I don't think I adequately appreciate the value of sleep. Mm. Yeah. That was my lesson for today. And to get to how it connects to mental health, I'm pretty sure. I love how you, on this podcast, you were like, we will tell a story in your brain. Your brain is fascinating the way it works. It's like, we have to have the beginning. We have to keep, you're very good at keeping things on track to form like the intro. This is why he's a brilliant director. Form the intro, we'll have the details that lead up, we'll have the climax, and then we have to find like the resolution. This is literally what I do all day. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just, the thing is, is not, that's a special thing about you. (laughs) So back to the part where we continue to tie it back to mental health in terms of mental health awareness day. I think that was the proper term. Um, My realization today was that I'm I'm not sure if I have any mental health issues that aren't attached to sleep. Mm. Everything, my anxiety, the moments where I'm depressive, it's all it's never when I'm hitting that adequate that that perfect perfect combination of working hard, mm-hmm. but not too hard. Yeah. If I'm in that sort of flow, I'm always happy. I guess, I guess there's another type of it. So it's either sleep, lack of sleep from overwork, or it's anxiousness around underwork. So I have to restate that. It's not all sleep, but lately it's all been sleep because lately I've had quite a lot of work. So anytime I've had negative emotional experiences, I think it's been attached to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now I want to get back to being a partner to somebody who's in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where you on live, not television, but internet television, uh, can share your experience being with someone who often overworks themselves to the point of not being their best self and not being an ideal partner. I mean... I don't know. I feel like I've figured out sort of what steps I have to make. What are those steps? To if someone out here is watching, no, I don't. And they str- I don't need anyone to like 
I don't know. I mean, for a while, your stress levels were really high often. And, um, and in the last year, I would say they've become a lot more balanced. So when this, these weeks happen, I can kind of sense that they're coming and I can, and I also am, I always know there are conversations leading up to the point where I know that you're about to move into a, a more stressful, like high demand place. And I usually can now emotionally prepare for them. And, um, and also I just like logistically make sure that things are better tended to, I guess. Gotcha. In certain ways. So there's a lot of conscious effort to help me. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is like, okay, this is like, this is interesting because this is the Sita. I, we're working on the goddess Sita in our um, retreat right now. Ashley's doing a retreat based around goddesses for people in her private group. Yeah. And we're working with the chakra system and goddesses. And um, we're working on the solar plexus, which is um, right kind of above your navel and below your heart. Um, but it's the, it's the emotional um, goddess who is very, well, she's the submissive. She's, she's the one that will do anything for the people she loves. And she's also like the one that is behind the scenes, making sure logistically the household is all taken care of. Um, kind of quietly just like fixing things so that you wouldn't even notice what goes on in the background because she doesn't even bother making it a thing. It just, she just quietly goes about and does it. And it's a very feminine trait to have. And so there's a lot, you know, I think, I think sometimes women don't even acknowledge how much is going on in their brain where they're thinking about like 70 different things at one time. And you've seen me do it because if you'll ask me a question and I'm like in a different place, it's hard to get me, but um, I guess so the long answer is that goes into effect. It's like I can sense that. So then I start moving into that place of well, what am I going to need to be prepared for? What do I need to make sure is taken care of? I, I don't ask you certain things. I won't ask you for help on many things. I won't ask you to do certain things. I won't like you'll notice that I the amount of things I asked you for this week was like close to none. That's true. And that was because I knew I was like prepared that this, this was not, this was not a week that was appropriate for that. Interesting. So there's a lot of conscious effort to help with that. So first of all, thank you. I think <laughs> that there's quite a bit uh, to this idea that how we treat each other during the time when the partner is giving the least mm -hmm. is basically the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I also recognize one thing that's changed too was, and I think there's this sort of, as you grow in partnership and you get to know each other better, you know, like, you know, my capacity more and I know your capacity more. And I feel like we have, our, um, the amount of courtesy we have for each other is, has continues to grow because in the past, if you were in a, if you were in this sort of high demand place, you would want a lot of emotional attention from me. Mm. 
and demand it without realizing how how sort of already strapped I was working with the kids and the logistics of that, I think at times. But you have a awareness now that you're like, you see and recognize. It's funny. I think see, more so. It's funny you see it that way. I see it differently. Really? Yeah. So and this is probably a statement that we are working together to make a better relationship. But I see it as you actually validating me when I'm weaker more than you ever have before. Well, and I actually think that's what it is. And I that was the other half of it, which is that I'm, I acknowledge you more. I'm, yeah, there's, there's a level of more validation, but in turn, there's also, I think it just comes down to having more understanding for each other and our separate experiences that we're going through, especially during a hard time. Cause we both were kind of like looking at each other at times. Like we knew we were both like in different places doing different things and supporting each other in different ways. So this gets to something I have felt changed this year in our relationship, which is that it's a lot easier for me this year when you're frustrated with me, frustrated with life, you turn me down in bed or whatever happens, <laughs> right? For me to Denied. just be like, uh, okay, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's potentially an element of we've now had multiple years of marriage. I know we're going to be together forever. And so sort of that time horizon of my needs being fulfilled mm-hmm. can be pushed, right? I, I'm like, okay, so I didn't get laid tonight. There'll be plenty, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, this is a long life we'll, we'll live together. Um, and I didn't, that's also definitely, well, it is a courtesy, right? Like meaning like I'm being better at understanding where you're at, mm-hmm. but it's also me feeling more comfortable in who I am, Mm -hmm. right? Right, not taking it personally. Correct. And that's been a weakness of mine in the past. And I think- That was actually, I think, at our worst places, the times in the beginning of our relationship where it was was the hardest. And I I mean, I think it was like that, that piece right there was you you taking what I would say, or taking things way more personally than I intended them to be. And me also being- way arguably a bitch way more than i am today this is a this is a tale as old as time right (laughs) the um the amount of men who have wives who have the experience of feeling like she didn't validate them for all their hard work or they had done all these nice things and she wouldn't even sleep with them and all these things that you know men don't say out loud except for to other men complaining about their wives yeah but this is something everyone's felt and i do i do think that uh sometimes there's truth right like like there should always be a back and forth but a lot of it is i've had to grow confident enough in myself mm-hmm. to be like look yeah she doesn't want it i'm still cool yeah <laughs> to, like it doesn't mean i don't got it because she doesn't want it mm-hmm. right it, and that uh, has helped me in the moments where you're not giving to me. Yeah. And I bring this up to then go to you and say, what have you done? Because you told me all the things you do to prepare to be good for me. But you are better for me today than mm-hmm. you were at the beginning of the relationship. What, how have you grown? 
And has it been conscious? Has it been unconscious? What parts of you have changed to be more open to being in that giving place when I'm in a weaker place? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's an okay answer. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, you, I don't know. Are. I think, I think part of it is just maturing, um, and moving out of kind of the default selfish place that you, you just end up being in when you don't have another partner. You just, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like cool things about being single, right? You don't have to like deal with another person being in your way or like messing up your area. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, these like sort of logistic things. And once you sort of give in to those, that's like, okay, well you pass that test. You've given in to like, you can't have your perfect version of everything that you want Every at night. all times. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like once you pass that, it's like, okay, and then you start moving into that next thing, which is like, it's the emotional stuff, you know, the courtesies and acceptance of like who you actually are, you know, you in your good place, you in your bad place, you know, cause I think the, the person, part of it is accepting myself when I'm in these darker places, when I accept myself, when I'm in a, a negative place, when I don't hate myself, when I'm in a negative place, um, then my capacity to not dislike you or have those same feelings towards you is is much better um interesting so i think a lot of it has to do with the internal work and it's interesting like i literally caught myself having these feelings today because i was so frustrated where i was like i was i was like okay i'm gonna create all these negative thoughts and like like express them like think about them how, like, what would I in, in like a, a different, a different Ashley and less mature Ashley think she'd say like, everyone's in my way. Like everyone's out to get me. My husband doesn't care that I've been working for him endlessly all week. Like I just like let those nasty thoughts come through me. And then at the end of it all, I was just like, none of that's true. And, and you are really tired. And that's why you're feeling all of this. I had I had an almost identical self like self talk moment. Really? <laughs> yeah, that led to me going and going and laying in bed in the middle of the day yesterday. Yeah. So I'm curious because I've been thinking about this recently. How much of this sort of self improvement that you're speaking to? Because I do want you to unpack it. Because I asked you, what do you think's changed about yourself? And then you're like, I don't know. And then you just dove into how there has been self-improvement that has led to this road. So I'm curious about um, your thoughts on partnership and even kids within a partnership accelerating. Right? I feel like there's two paths. As we get these more obstacles to fiddle with, yeah. our two choices are crumble under them and blame the world and be like, well, I used to be able to go and do whatever I wanted and now my life is controlled by these people. Who are they to do? Tell me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. That's one option. And pe plenty of people do that. It usually ends in divorce, right? Yeah. And the other option is to rapidly level up. Right, which is basically what we did. And this is what I'm interested in because it, it, it's, I don't know if I by myself have 
if I understood enough of what I was bad at by myself. I don't know when I was by myself if I ever would have had to face all of my, you know, all of the parts of my personality. Or even finding women that are never going to to call you out, right? Or that will always cater to you and these other pieces, right? And it, I mean, it's same. But that, yeah, totally. But I'm also curious for you, right? Because men, that doesn't really happen on the, on the, mm. on the, on the, on the reverse, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, she's hot. She's a little mean, but like, she's hot. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, there's, and, and you are, right? So there's like, there's. Hot or mean or both. <laughs> You've been mean to me, but you're, I definitely have been mean. You're to you. definitely hot, and you lately have been incredibly sweet to me. Okay, but to Aww, get to you get never say that to get back to get back to just like you never say I'm right. Whenever, whenever <laughs> Ashley, whenever we have a fight, if Ashley comes back and be like you were right, I I literally like throw my arms <laughs> in the air, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta like write this down, the date. Oh my goodness, but uh, um. Not to not to sidetrack. So our choices are just blame our partner <laughs> on all the issues. That's easy. The easy or one. Or we have to get way, way, way better, way quicker. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would be the person you are today? Could you find that on your own? Um, you mean if I was still single? Yeah. There would no, there would be a lot of parts that I just you know, it's just like you don't, if you don't have that experience of partnership and the sacrifice, the sacrifice of it, you just, you don't have so, it. It's not, it's not, you know, and any partnership, obviously, but I think in certain ways I would be, I would, I would be more mature, just naturally growing. And I would probably, I don't know. I think you'd be a lot better off than me. Which is interesting. Like if you were still single. If I was still single, because you intuit. Yeah, it, you, especially because if you get, you become more successful and your ego starts building, but you don't have someone like me to keep oh, you in check. Interesting. So I wasn't thinking about that. I was more thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about the, the standard cliche of men and women that's definitely true for us. Where I have to, you, I tell you, no, I don't know. You have to be literal. You have to tell me exactly what you want. Right? Oh, you mean like, yes, last night at the dinner table, you were like, which napkins can we get? I don't want to grab the wrong napkin because in the past, <laughs> you, so I've grabbed the napkin we and you said the- that was not the right one <laughs> to wipe up the mess. And I'm just. <laughs> hey, I was trying to help. But the, the point is that I, I have a select number of things that I focus on in life and the things I don't focus on work, family, working out, eating well, it basic, basically. Um, and so there's a lot of portions of my personality that without the partner, I don't even think I'd investigate. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that if somebody, if somebody was able to point out to me, Hey, you're pretty bad at this. Whenever anyone tells me I'm pretty bad, I get a little frustrated, but then I always work on it. Yeah. But you have forced me to (laughs) see things in myself that I don't think without you, I'd potentially ever see. Yeah. 
I mean, with me, I actually think that I have a unique situation just with Eli, but with you coming in and being that ma- like that true masculine force for Eli, I don't think if if I was still single with him, I think that he would be at a much much more disadvantaged place. And I don't know that I would be able to see and recognize mm. what it is or like what that is. You know, there's a chance there's a, I feel like I would have been like savvy enough to probably say he needs to find a male sort of support situation, you know, or big brother sort of program or something where like he could have that. But I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. I'm glad that I could help with that. This is, uh, as you say that, didn't you? I remember your dad said something. My dad immediately said, this boy needs a man. Yeah. When he met Eli. Because he had been around pretty much all women or men that were less alpha. Yeah, so there's two, two things on this. One is that I knew that from day one, right? Mm-hmm. The importance of if I was going to be engaging in a relationship with you, that that was a relationship with Eli. And so when we were on rocky footing, I was basically like, I'm out if you're not fully in because I'm not going to do this to Eli. Yeah. But the other thing I want to discuss on this, you just brought it up, this idea that you may not, without a masculine energy being brought into the picture, you may not face it. I was amazed when I sort of came into your circle because obviously people single women associate with single women. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of single mothers who, and I'm going to speak out of hand or to- out of no, turn just or whatever. Say so what you want. There are a lot of single mothers who, from my perspective, had been wronged by men, mm-hmm. potentially many times, potentially fathers and Lots partners. Lots of feelings and, of abandonment going on. And there was, what I think was right was this empowerment of single women right within this community of single women where it was like you can do it because i well i i am someone who believes that partnership is often the best situation for children mm-hmm. um it and and we're always talking about balance and i think the reason is whether it's a man and a man a woman and a woman a woman and a man it's about having more than one person allows for difference mm-hmm. which allows for better teaching that's mm-hmm. my default perspective. But if you don't have more than one, it's better to have a good one than nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I noticed was kind of an overcorrection, in my opinion, where it was like the men were devout because of this necessity to free yourself from that abandonment that was felt. Not you, but I meant like I saw many women that this was my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was almost like, a desire to not have a man help. Yeah. Or not necessarily a strong, very secure, stable. I think you brought up a lot for the women within my community because you represent, you actually represented exactly what any, any, you know, healthy woman in their right mind would want, but that's really confronting because it's when you have a different story. 
when you've created a different story in your head that well, men, you, that men that men are bad because they they've hurt us they've abused us they've abandoned us they've you know all of these things are, and so for to to have something to be confronted with like oh but there's still there still are good men out there that are masculine and in their power and using their very strong power for good um i think that's for for a single woman or any woman that has sort of created this new narrative in their head. I mean, I was taught that narrative when I was pretty young. Interesting. Just through my, and it's a really sad thing. I think I was taught the narrative too, but I saw my dad, which is an interesting story, right? The fact that I had a strong father, I was able to tune all that out. Yeah. And this is, uh, yeah. And this leads to a bigger conversation, which is, you know, what we're teaching our, how we're teaching our young women to behave and without, I think, realizing the immense amount of influence that women have on the other side and what that's potentially. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The, the, that, that sounds like a whole other episode that would be the next episode talking about toxic masculinity it would be more like <laughs> if you want men to stop stop sleeping with them mm-hmm. that would be the title mm-hmm. okay but let's bring it back to mental health as it correlates to workload yeah today you had a hard day i had a really rough day i actually like openly talked about how i was feeling super emotional and i didn't really realize that it was or i had no idea that it was National Mental Health Day. I think it was actually yesterday because <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been because I haven't been sleeping. This whole like last three days is just one day. It's a blur. Just a complete blur. Um, but uh, my sleep affected your sleep. William affected your sleep too. And now I would really like to go and get some sleep. Is this how we close out the end of the episode? Is an admission that we both need sleep. Yes. If you would like to be a part of my five-day dance challenge, go to our, you can go to our Facebook group, Sunspice, the Sunspice shop. And I have a link that's posted up at the top to join our hashtag Spice Tribe. And you can start posting your videos there. And you, someone, one lucky winner, will win a whole subscription box with lots of goodies in it. So that's what we have to offer you. And it's probably worth joining just to see me make a fool of myself because one of the things that is a part of my partnership and my giving to my wife is that I basically do any ridiculousness she requests. We can, we can have the boys do it too. They'll love it. So if you want to watch our family act like fools and potentially win some delicious, delicious treats, but we want to see your full expression. Your, I mean, if you can dance, like dance. Show us. Show it off. Thanks for watching. Good night.